talking about the question, what do we do more than those who aren't Christians that reveals we are Christians? You see, Christianity is not just doing, it's being, but we do because we are. We evidence our faith because there is something there in us that's real and genuine, and therefore we do certain things, we act in certain ways, we speak in certain ways, we relate to people in certain ways because we are something through Christ. Now, here's the continuing goal that has been laid out before us in this passage in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, immediately we step back and say, impossible. Well, let's look first at the meaning of perfect. It means Fullness, completeness, sufficiency, fully developed, well-rounded, and moral perfection. All of these should be our goal. Now, this is a, a neglected ideal because, first of all, we say, I can't do that. I can't be perfect. So I'm not going to try. It's no use to even try to be perfect. Well, that may be our excuse, but Jesus commanded us to seek to be like him and he's perfect. Now, he didn't say we would be perfect, but he said that's our goal, is to be like him. And I know there's some strange people who say they have reached a state in their spiritual walk of sinless perfection where they never sin. Of course, uh, that's pretty obviously not true if you're around them because we all sin. We all fail at times. But the point is if our goal is less than 100%, if our goal is a low mark, a low goal, we're going to reach that mark. And the average Christian says, well, I'm just an average Christian, but that should never be our goal. Our, our goal should be the greatest Christian possible for us to be. And it's not just to be satisfied that we might be a better believer than some other believers. We may be more committed, more faithful than they are. That's, that's just not enough. That's not what God... God wants us to let his spirit fill us so that we can be more and more and more like Christ. Of course, until we get to heaven, we won't be morally perfect, but we can be. We are perfect in God's sight the moment we trust Christ as far as his acceptance of us, but in our actual lives, we're not perfect. But if our goal is to be like Christ, he's perfection. And so we won't reach it, but shoot for the stars. Don't shoot for the dirt. The secret of how to love like this and live like this, I think is found in Romans 5, 5, where the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given unto us. We have the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, Jesus in his spirit living in us. And he can produce this difference that enables us to be more than, to be above, to be beyond the normal person, not in some kind of self-righteous way, but in love and power and kindness and goodness and mercy. And if we do that, it will make a real difference. So I hope that you will take seriously that question and you will let God work it in your life and let him produce the results in you. But I want to go to another question now, and it's, it's found in the book of Acts chapter 9 where uh, 
we find a man named Saul of Tarsus. And let me read it to you, the first few verses of Acts chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, now the way was the Jesus way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Paul asked. And then he, and, and Jesus said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuted. And then he asked, what would you have me to do? And he, Jesus replied, now get up and go into the city and you'll be told what to do. And there he, he does what God tells him, what Jesus tells him to do. He turns his life over to Christ and begins a whole new pilgrimage with the Lord. But the study that I want us to, to do today is to answer the question, what do you want me to do? And we see that in, the, in Paul's life as he is moving from a man without Christ to a man with Christ. And he's, a, he's the picture of most people without Christ who fight against coming to know Jesus. But God had been working. This was not just something that happened all of a sudden. Paul had been experiencing God's move upon his life for months and even years. First of all, Paul was, was aware that his religion, though he was ardent and committed, it really didn't satisfy the deepest needs of his heart and give him peace with God. And then he couldn't get around this Jesus man that had been here on earth for 33 years. And he knew all about Jesus and all about what he had done. And, and he couldn't get around the amazing things that he was. He also had trouble with the lives of these Christians, their bravery under persecution, their absolute conviction that they had found the truth, their calm confidence and glad fearlessness. They had something he didn't have. It was obvious. And that's why you and I need to live out our faith because the only gospel most people ever reads us and the, the only Bible they'll ever reads us and the only Christ they'll ever see is Christ in us. Also, the death of Stephen had a profound effect, I'm sure, upon, upon Paul because he was there and he held their clothes while they stoned Stephen to death and he heard Stephen pray for his enemies and he watched Stephen as he went through death and so was so faithful and and so all of that had a, had a distinct part in, in Saul of Tarsus becoming Paul the great apostle missionary and the enemy of Christianity becoming its, maybe its greatest proponent and, and greatest spokesman. And I want, you to, I want you to do with me what Paul did on the road to Damascus. He asked two questions, who are you, Lord, and then what would you have me to do? Let's answer the second one, what would you have me to do? Now, this question relates to one's life's work. Uh, Lord, what would you like to do with my life? You see, many of us have never really found out what, what God wants us to do. We're still searching. We're still wondering, am I doing what I should be doing? Am I throwing away my opportunities? Am, am I doing what I need to do with my life? Many, many have uh, come to grips with that and found God's answer and it doesn't matter whether you're in a secular job or a church job or whatever. If, if you're just doing what God wants you to do, you can be a follower of Christ and a witness for him wherever you might be. 
Somebody said, somewhere beneath the stars is a work which you alone were meant to do. Never rest until you have found it. And I think that's a profound truth. We're going to pick this up and talk about it more tomorrow. I hope you'll be with me, and I hope you have a great day. Mm -hmm.